Now, earlier this week, there was some really sad news out of Russell Island that I think shocked many people. Queensland police issued a 61-year-old woman from Tweed Heads with a notice to appear in court for failing to install house smoke alarms in a property that ultimately was engulfed in fire in August last year. And it led to the tragic and heartbreaking deaths of Wayne Godnett, his five young sons, aged 11, 10, four-year-old twins and a three-year-old. Now, it's a story that we should never have to tell, but it's also one that has sparked an important discussion. The state government is looking into creating a new code of conduct for real estate agents that would include yearly training to keep their safety licences. Housing Minister Megan Scanlon wants a rental commissioner position created so that tenants can be protected. So today, the Real Estate Institute of Queensland has called for the Code of Conduct to not only include regulations for realtors, but also tenants, property managers, landlords, and everyone in that rental process. And I reckon it's a great idea. So I've invited the REIQ's General Counsel, Kat Bevan, onto the show today to share her take. Kat, thanks for your time. Thank you for having me. Tell me what you've heard so far about this proposed Code of Conduct and what it could include. Yeah. So as we understand, the proposed code of conduct seeks to establish a framework for how people are to treat each other in the real estate uh, sector. So we're absolutely in support of the introduction of a code of conduct on the basis that it does, as you um, said earlier, extends to all parties. You know, our concern is that we have heard the government speaking about a code of conduct, but the way they speak about it is solely focused on property managers' conduct. And we'd like this to be extended to all parties to rental transactions, being owners, property managers, as well as tenants. So what would you like this code of conduct to include? Yeah, so well, as the REIQ, we would like to play a key role in shaping what um, the code of conduct will look like. So as a peak body, we have best practice guidelines that already offer guidance to property managers about how to best con- um, conduct themselves and facilitate rental transactions in Queensland. So we're very well equipped in providing that guidance, as well as um, the REIQ has been advocating for mandatory continuing professional development for 10 years now. And, you know, we can't have a government that continues to refer to poor conduct of real estate professionals, but is yet to implement mandatory CPD requirements in Queensland. So we'd like to have the mandatory CPD go hand in hand with this proposed conduct, code of conduct. Kat, um, obviously we can't talk about the Russell Oil incident given it's before the courts, but it does raise the issue of smoke alarms. Can you refresh our memories about the requirements for fitting them into homes? Who's responsible? Yes, so owners are required to ensure that the property is compliant in terms of any uh, obligations uh, required under the building code. And in in terms of smoke alarms, the requirements include that smoke alarms must be photoelectric, they must be interconnected, and they must be placed in certain locations throughout the home. Now, it's quite technical, and of course, the community should not be expected to understand it to the T. But this is, um, you know, that's why it's really important to ensure that owners and property managers uh, acquire and engage with professionals to install and maintain uh, the the smoke alarms within a home. Now, the maximum regulatory penalty right now for not properly fitting alarms is $700. Is that enough based on that tragic case in Russell Island? Now, I can't speak to the case, but in terms of the strict legislation that we currently have in Queensland, 
we think that the small technical omissions or minor breaches uh, of the legislation, that the current penalties of that approximately um, $800 is suitable. But absolutely, should there be far greater, um, there should be far greater consequences, should there be uh, any uh, breach of legislation that causes death, uh, we do understand that there's community pressure to review uh, the consequences for far more serious breaches and we would be in support of a review of that legislation to ensure that we do protect Queenslanders living in rental homes. And Kat, what about the broader issues around landlords increasing rent, uh, how and when they might be able to get rid of tenants? Is that something that this code of conduct will also address? Uh, so increasing rent increases are already covered under the Residential Tenancies and Rooming Accommodation Act. So there are already minimum requirements that uh, tenants and owners are required to enter into uh, when entering into a tenancy agreement. And there are also rules already that facilitate under the same legislation that, facil- uh, that requires proper managers to ensure that they comply with uh, when facilitating these tenancy relationships. So we don't need to create additional laws when we already have legislation uh, that covers all of these issues. Kat Bevan, uh, really appreciate your time today. Thank you. There she is, Kat Bevan, the REIQ's General Counsel.